0: Hello and welcome to Take 18, a podcast where we love to talk about movies, and that is because we love movies. This show is produced by the Central Coast Film Society. My name is Daniel Lair, the founder and executive director of the Central Coast Film Society. Uh, And so now we are here giving you some more updates while we are sheltering a home. Everything's been put on pause out there, but I have a special guest that's going to be joining us. It is a good friend of mine and a member of the board of the Central Coast Film Society, Chris Manigault. He also runs a lot of uh, uh, productions down in L.A., Hollywood area. So he'll give us kind of a quick pulse on what's going on down there as well as some of the resources that might be available if you work down in that area. Um so it's been uh quite an interesting uh it's been an interesting <laughs> few few days, you know, with uh seeing all the different news that's going on out there with the COVID nineteen virus that is literally changing the landscape of the world right now. Uh everything is shut down, we're all staying at home and uh we've got a, a couple things that are still going on out there. So um We'll get into a little bit of news stories, but I'm also going to save some of that so for our conversation with Chris. But uh, there's a couple of news coming out where the uh, a lot of the movies that were slated for the summer, the big summer blockbusters, are getting pushed back to either this fall, winter, or even to 2021. A whole year. Um, the new Ghostbusters movie, for example, was pushed back an entire year from July of this year to July of next year. Um, so, for a Ghostbusters fan like me, that's that's hard to take. But you know what? It's okay. We'll get through it. Another interesting thing in the news is that uh, it is possible that AMC theaters may actually not even survive. The COVID-19. There's a lot of businesses out there um, that that are suffering, but uh, the movie theaters may not even uh, they may not even be able to reopen at the uh, end of all this. Um, so hopefully we uh, will be getting through everything here shortly. Uh, you know, we're, we're in the midst of it. We're all in this together. Um, but we have a lot of different things that we can do, as well, while we're home to help uh, uh, spur along creativity. And we actually uh, had David Hardberger; he was a guest of ours on this podcast a couple episodes ago. And he's shot amazing movies from Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I mean, right there, I was just like, okay. But Spaceballs, of course, was a huge one. Um, and that—that was—he uh, came to us and was like, you know people should be still doing, uh, creativity at home. And if they want to write, if they want to do like short scripts, send them to me and I'll peer review them for you. So, uh, we've got a link to that. Um, so you guys can actually do that. Uh, so you can see what he's looking for and and he's able to help you out as well. Great connection to make. Um, and and that's something that he's uh, offering to do for everybody, um, that, that is interested in doing that. So, uh, got a link for you down below on there as well now before uh we dive into the movies with chris again i also want to um share with everybody if you would like to be a part of this show you are more than welcome to do that um all you got to do is there is a a uh, little link down below and you can chime in with any questions comments uh, anything you want me to tackle any movies you want me to review um i did see uh <laughs> Everyone was actually asking me about the Tiger King, and um, every you know, it's nothing to do with uh, Central Coast, or it's not even a movie, but. Uh, I did watch it, um, and it definitely uh, uh, all the the memes that I've been seeing on social media uh, make a lot more sense now. Let's just put it that way. Uh, So it's it's interesting. But if there's something that you want me to um, talk about, something that you, you know, a certain type of movie or genre or something, anything, um, feel free. All you got to do is just click that record button down there. And I am happy to talk about it and uh, we'll get you up here on the air as well. So uh, now let's go ahead and uh, get in touch with my good friend Chris. We are now joined by Chris Manigold. He is a member of the board of directors of the Central Coast Film Society. Also happens to be a very good friend of mine. So, hi, Chris. How are you doing?
1: Hey, Dan. How are you, sir?
0: <laughs> doing just fine. <laughs> um, so, tell us uh, where you're at in this world. You're joining us via phone because, you know, this whole shelter at home thing, and it's also just an excuse for you not to uh, hang out with me in person. I get it. It's fine.
1: I know. I know. I mean... Uh, it. it Whatever I can to not hang out with Dan, no. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in uh, canyon country in Santa Clarita. Uh, live out in the kind of Los Angeles County area. But definitely uh, my heart belongs to the Central Coast and in not specifically in Solvang, San Inez Valley. So uh, that's where I got the privilege to meet Dan um, oh, in high wow. school. Yes, it's, it's a privilege. It's a pri-
0: <laughs> well. I was going to say it's an experience. I think for for the very least, but yeah, privilege. Right. Wow, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> um,
0: so what are you doing down there, though? You uh, so because I know, but all the folks that are listening here on the podcast don't know about what you do and all that stuff. Uh, you are working in the the industry.
1: Yes. So, uh, well, let me start off with this. As uh, Dan Lair um, uh, kicked my interest in entertainment (laughs) off back in high school. You can't blame this all uh, on me. (laughs) Well, uh, we started uh, making films and projects in high school, you know, shooting things around San Inez and uh, when I uh, went away for college, I actually decided to pursue it further and uh, ended up in the entertainment business out in Los Angeles where... I work pretty much as a production manager, uh, line producer for different uh, award shows and um, reality yeah. shows, game shows, etc. And uh, it's uh, it's actually been an opera great opportunity. And uh, you know, I started out in 2008. My first show was the Video um, Music Awards out at Paramount with MTV. And uh, from there, it's been uh, just an amazing uh, opportunity, such a blessing to just uh be able to stay busy in this industry, but um and all the work that's come forward and uh again I always you know tip my hat off to where it started, you know, at in San Inez. But uh uh it's again it's been an amazing opportunity and, and it kind of has all come to a halt right now with uh, the social distancing and COVID nineteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely uh hitting everybody pretty hard. Um, but, uh, so let's, let's, um, we'll, we'll touch on that definitely for sure. But I I just want to say, I'm, I'm honored that you were my first success story of, uh, getting somebody (laughs) into the industry. No, Chris, honestly, (laughs) we are, we are so proud of you and and everything that you've done. Um, for folks that follow us with Central Coast Film Society, you may have seen when, uh, he's working at the Oscars. And we had an Oscar viewing party, and of course, you know, I was yes. the only idiot cheering at the credits because I saw your name go by, at, you know, half, half a second uh, flash. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it's amazing, and uh, I was fortunate enough to go down there not this year, but last year and you gave yes. me a tour and that was yes. seriously that was so awesome to do um i i loved it i even got to work with you sort of on uh, the emmys a couple of years back yes. as well so the, and and so i kind of kind
1: of knew the world
0: um but it was uh the oscars i think is is just a whole i mean that's like the world series man
1: right it's another it is definitely another animal you know and i Started my first opportunity with Oscars was in 2009, um, met a amazing producer by the name of uh, Joe Lewis and uh, brought me under his wing to work on the red carpet uh, side. And it's, you know, it's been growing from there in terms of, you know, working with some of the most amazing people, not just like skilled, but just good people in this entertainment industry. And again, from from all facets of this country, they all kind of come down to Work on this amazing uh, Academy Awards, bringing their skill sets, but bringing their, their their charm, their their humor, their their personalities to just make this this show. Which is, I mean, it really is like you said, a World Series of movies, you know, and uh, you know, just projects coming together. But it's really like the World Series of like creativity and hard work and just just everything that takes to put on uh, even just the simplest, smallest film. You know, we all do. Short films, we do YouTube movies, whatever. But like, it's, I mean, it, it's uh it's really the peak, you know. The, uh it's just like the Everest of recognizing, you know, filmmaking at its best. And um, and it's it's such a great privilege that I get to just to be a platform for others as they walk the carpet, or you know, I get to you know, open the carpet for these amazing filmmakers just just to show off their talent. And uh, again, it's been a privilege. Again, it's 2000. What is it now? 2020. So, I mean, this is my this is my almost my 12th year, 13th year going on uh, to working on the Oscars. And um, I'm just I'm just just flabbergasted. I get the opportunity. You know, so. I,
0: I honestly I, I don't even think I realized it was that long. Uh, yeah, because to me, it's just like, oh, my God, he's working on the Oscars. That's amazing. Um, but you got to tell me uh, what is probably your favorite memory of the Oscars? That was maybe a surprising moment to you. That ha- something happened, something that's just flat out cool that you're never going to forget.
1: Well, you know, there's a couple. There's a couple little moments, and uh, I'll I'll say it from the well. Those three moments. There's. There's on the logistics side back in the 87th Oscars. I think that's I can't remember the year now. That's what uh, four year, five years ago. They can do the math. They can do the math. Yeah. But uh, we are, and I will oversee red carpet. And one of the amazing uh, opportunities that we get to do on the red carpet is uh, we get to protect talent from weather elements. And, uh, fortunately on this day we had weather elements. Well, that would be raining. The, when it
0: was pouring
1: rain. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that I, remember that. See, I don't remember rain. the number, but I remember when it was pouring rain, yeah. pouring rain on some amazing talent. And you have Michael Keaton, uh, just looking up and, and just pointing at like, look at this, look at what's going on here. <laughs> and he's just smiling. And everybody's just, it's, it was, from what could have been and perceived as uh, a disaster was really a unique experience because everybody was just locked arms together, making, I mean, what are you going to do? Stop the rain? You know, what you, everybody made this show must go on on. and truly it was what embodied that. And, um, and that was, that was awesome. And then that was one experience. Another one was when we closed the carpet, and at the last mi- a minute, uh, uh, Lupita Nuango came came out of her car late in the carpet, and she was just magnificent, just flying down the carpet. We were like taking things down. She Lupita is flying on the carpet, big dress, and I'm just like, I'm I'm, I'm clearing the way. Like guys, Lupita's here, move, 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 you know. And and she's just just elegant, and we want to get her to her show. And you know, this is it was just. I was like, what? What? I get the opportunity to be a part of this. This was so cool. And then, of course, you know, being a big Star Wars fan, I was downstairs and got the opportunity to bump into C-3PO and R2D2. This was uh, when you know when uh, 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 Force Awakens was coming out. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, BB-8 rolls up, and it was uh, you know just had a cry in that moment <laughs> because uh, that was that was fantastic. And I'm like, man, I am. I'm here. I made it. And, uh, it's, it's awesome to that's shake hands with 3 po
0: That's, that's awesome. I, I yeah. definitely would have, uh, geeked <laughs> out a little bit myself. Yeah. Um, I, I did geek out though. I, 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 had, uh, because, you know, I used to work in visual effects and, and so I knew a couple of guys that were working at, uh, ILM. So mm. I, I got one of the employee tours of, uh, ILM up there at, on the uh, Presidio in San Francisco. Oh, wow. And that was kind of the same thing where you're walking down the hall and there is R2D2 and C3PO, like, standing there. Like, that. that's them. And so it's yep. just
1: like, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know it. You know, and it's like, hey, little kid, little kid Dan, little kid Chris, just, like, jumping up and down. Oh, yeah, it's I became like, a four-year-old in, like, three seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And I'm not ashamed exactly. to
0: admit that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's a lot of fun because now, you know, my daughter's four and a half. And mm-hmm. so in, and we just got Star Wars on uh, uh, Blu-ray just came out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the same thing where it's like now she's she knows who the characters are. And and even my my two and a half year old son, he's running around, you know, going pew, pew. And I'm just like, it's mm-hmm. it's begun. It's started. This is great.
1: <laughs> That's right. And then, you know, the rise of the of the our new jedi you know yep. that are coming out you know my daughter just picked up a lightsaber or a well, toy lightsaber but it's a lightsaber for her and sees this in awe of it so uh, yes that that's the next adorable, generation. by the way <laughs> i know it's so cute <laughs> uh but you know the next generation of you know of creatives and filmmakers and it is coming you know and uh and uh, hopefully you know my daughter hangs out with uh your kids and you know starts off the and the starts off with lightsaber fighting. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, and you know, okay. So, but but something though has got to be universal. I mean, you're living down Santa, you know, uh, yeah, San Clara, and I, we're we're up here in on the Central Coast. But you know, when we watch those movies with our kids, they're having the same experience, and it's Correct. it's that universal storytelling. And mm-hmm. I, I think that that's something um, because you're also you like the producing side of things is that absolutely yeah so you're you're definitely on on the business end which is great because it works out for us because I'm kind of the creative guy I've got no idea how. Put to put budgets and schedules together. That's that's your job. Um, yes. You know, I, but I, you know, but still, it doesn't matter if you're a producer or a, a director or writer. Even everybody on the, the on the set is a storyteller, and they're right. helping tell the story that ends up in that final package, which we know as a movie. So, um, I, I just want to ask you, what's some of your favorite stories? What's what is something that that touches you? I mean, I know Star Wars is it's up there because you know star wars um but what do you what do you watch i mean we're we're in shelter at home now what do you what do you plug in what do you watch on netflix what do you what do you what's your go-to
1: you know like i you know my when i came out of film school you know i always asked myself this question of like, what did i want to what do i want to produce what do i want to write and, and it's always stories that like for me in my heart there's stories that uplift there's stories that you know, um, maybe make you feel like a child again, or it's stories that just kind of get you out of the, the, the place that you're at. And this kind of moves you to see beyond or to go to the next step. So I'm a very, uh, uh I love, you know, adventure family films. I love face based films. Um, I was just, uh, watching a film called greater. It's a football story, Uh, about a player you know just kind of seeing the big picture and pushing this his football team to just a complete another level to 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 uh uh, obtain a national championship you know like and i mean another film of mine you know we all love goonies you know where you can kind of sit back as a child and just remember like how you went through adventures in your house or you went adventures in your park and you found a map and a treasure you know etc like movies that give you an escape you know that that you know, we we're all we're all going through things right now, COVID nineteen, we're all experiencing things, but it's movies like that on now on Netflix that or Disney Plus or whatever that you can say, Okay, I'm gonna leave where I'm at right now and pursue something entirely bigger, you know, national treasure. You know, again, I'm a Nicholas sometimes a Nicholas Cage fan, I'd say but uh, sometimes. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes there was a caveat in there <laughs> yeah sometimes but national treasury was like i love that film because i mean you know just you know i'm going to go steal the declaration of independence okay let's do it you know like i mean he's he just has such that movie and i do got to say
0: That that reminds me of a hysterical meme I gotta I gotta talk about because I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan myself. Oh, there you go. And so I remember I saw this meme and it was Ghostbusters 2 where all the guys are lined up, you know, where they need to, you know, something pure, you know, at the end and just before they get the Statue of Liberty, and then they somebody had photoshopped Nicolas Cage in a Ghostbusters uh, (laughs) thing and he goes, "I'm going to steal the Statue of Liberty." (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing it was great anyway sorry that was me nerding out a little bit
1: no no it's good but i mean like that there and again i i love actually movies that can you know that are just a footstool to be you know just shared and expressed in many different ways people make fun of those movies you know people talk about goonies the ghostbusters you know these these movies that allow you to to just just breathe and it's not so not that it's, it's so intense that it just transforms You know, makes you feel lower. You know, you want movies that can bring you to a new spot, and that's the films that I like to make. Now, I understand there's different filmmakers everywhere. Everybody has their own creative edge, and that's that's why when we bring it all together, it is it is so impactful. But for my area, my medium, you know, faith-based adventure films. You know, if I can, you know, we have a good Batman or a good Superman, you know, or Avengers. You know, the Marvel Disney those products just like eat me up. I just watched the movie Onward, which uh I mean oh, that's just yeah. like that's just that was just the last movie you got to me, see in the movie theaters. Right. And it's on Disney yeah. Plus right now, which was awesome. Yeah. You know, and I was just like balling right there. And uh it was just it was it's exactly the right movies that some people need. And yeah. um and uh and so it just 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 thinking of the greater good. I think that's kind of where I like to yeah. be for my filmmaking yeah totally
0: totally all right so then i gotta tell you or ask you i guess uh what is the you know you went to film school uh you went to chapman university chapman university yep. yep and um i went to the academy of art uh as well as santa barbara city college but what was some of the worst movies that you ever saw like did you have a movie that was just absolutely cringeworthy like i can't i i need to go flush my eyes out after what i just saw and i I, like i'll go ahead and just put mine out there like when i watched eraser head i i wanted to literally stick my head in a door and just squeeze it as hard as possible i was that was, that was, that was hard for me to get through. I'm, I'm like you where I I need to make a movie that's kind of like back to the future, you know, where it's that, that hometown kid goes on an adventure, um, and have fun. So, you know, but that's not to poo poo their movies or, you know, anything like that. It's just, I, that is not my style. I can't do it. I just, I can't get into movies like that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And, I didn't, I mean, we watched, I remember we watched like Nosferatu and I I just like, I just, there's a couple films that you watch in film school that you, like you said, are not your taste bud or not in your taste, but nothing that it's not not a good, not, yeah, it's not my palate, but it's like, it's not that it's a bad movie. It's a great movie. I just, and your peers see it. They're like, wow, this is so good. Did you like it, Chris? You're like, no, you know, I mean, it's (laughs) just, it's just, I just it wasn't for me, it's not going to knock on the, 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 filmmaker, but this wasn't a movie for me, but like, yeah, like one of them that I watched was like too. I mean, I just, I get it. I get that it was a big movie back in the day, but you know, I um, can't watch it. You know? you know, I know some people like seven seal and I'm just like, okay. I mean, I, I, I get it, you know, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's <laughs> not, my not, my tea. Tea. Yep, yeah, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. I'll think about some other ones while we're talking, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> it like
0: comes to your head and you just go, dang, I, that movie.
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've kind of blocked them out. The ones that you don't like, you just kind of, say, well, right. Huh. Yeah. You know? Um,
0: the other one, like for me was like American beauty. I was so mad mm. when that won best picture because yeah. I forget what else was out that year. But I was really gunning for some other movie, and I watched American Beauty in in from film school, and I was just like, no, no. And then one, and I'm like, no.
1: Yeah, it yeah. Was,
0: it was hard. It was hard for me, but I got over yeah. it. Obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, i mean, Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't an American Beauty fan. I mean, I was more a fan of it's the, the most spoof beautiful movies.
0: thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's probably why, because I was going to film school, and there was quite a few of my. Uh, classmates that probably were like that guy that would mm-hmm. film a floating bag and say that was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and I yeah. just, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was definitely a, a huge fan of the spoof movies that were wrapped around <laughs> the American bag. beauty. Yeah. The yeah. Bag. yeah. Yeah. But, but like, for example, like when American beauty came out, you know, we're thinking about what movies did it, did, did it beat, Right. So I know two of them, And again, you 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 and I are probably on the same page. The Green Mile, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that movie, Green Mile, was like fantastic. And then, and at the time, which was transformed, everything was uh, the Sixth Sense. You know, like at the time, that Sixth Sense movie was huge. I mean, I I mean, I I I was like, what? I was just blown away. Now, you know, I'm not sure what happened to M Night Shyamalan after that, but you know, it was. uh, you know, it just I I liked Six Sense better. I liked Green Mile better. You yeah. know,
0: but well, and again, and it's not to knock like you know the filmmaker Sam Mendes. Correct. There's a ton of movies that he's done that I love. I mean, yep. Skyfall is was oh, like, yeah. I, I mean i love james bond and that to yep. me was like a pinnacle of like this is what james bond really is all about and they did that for i think it was the 50th anniversary of it um but then of course doing 1917 you know i but, th- just recently and i'm just like oh my god it so so amazing um yeah but american beauty what 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 were you no <laughs> yeah
1: and i was like that with uh uh shakespeare and well Saving Private Ryan not winning
0: Right, that six, was another over hard six one for Spirit me in love. And I'm like, yep. oh, come on, yep. come on guys <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, yeah, oh, uh, that was that was brutal
1: That that first two minute, I mean the first 10-15 minutes of that movie was I still believe, even to this day Is the best filmmaking <laughs> I've ever seen In, or, or at least top three I've ever seen in any type of movie I mean, yes. it, was, it was just
0: Well, okay, so you know? The other thing I will say, because this you know, it's Spielberg, World War Two. Um, I, I just just to talk about it, is one of the movies I think is the absolute best film. Like, technically speaking, the best made movie is Schindler's List. Mm, absolutely, and, it's a great movie, and it is. I mean, I you know, it's so hard to watch, especially if, 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 if you know what's coming. But exactly, and and the the storytelling in it is so just top notch where things are said right. with the look and not dialogue and just the way that the camera is set up and the way things are, are composed in the shots and the way that they used black and white photography. And, but they, you, they knew how to use the contrast that was going into that black and white photography. It, right. it, it's masterfully technically crafted, I think. And and definitely yeah. is, is one of my, my, I think top tiered, like this is one of the best movies ever made.
1: Right. And and just the same thing, as a viewer, you know, it's very uncomfortable watching that film because I mean you're you the you know, the the story sets it up so well where you put yourself in place and you don't want to be there. You know well, and you're like invested you in the characters. You're hundred percent invested in the characters. Yeah. You don't wanna be you don't wanna be in, in, in this time period. You don't wanna be experiencing what you want you know, you just don't want to be there. And it's that is true filmmaking where where, where it pulls you in and you're part of it and I mean, yeah, you're right. The only list is a masterpiece. I mean, it's a masterpiece.
0: But I, then of course, though, but that's not my favorite movie to watch. You know, on a <laughs> on a rainy day where I'm sheltering at home right now, like I want to plug in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, Absolutely, that's the it's movie that I'm gonna go have fun and and just watch that again and again and again. Um, another one, of course, that I always seem to watch on rainy days is like Lord of the Rings. Like yeah. I'm gonna plug in the Lord of the Rings. Okay, Chris, I have to ask you. um, This is another video that's been making the rounds. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, (laughs) I may even put a link into this because it was so much fun to watch. Somebody has enough time on their hands now. Don't know how. um, That They have put lightsabers in the hands of uh, a scene from Lord of the Rings
1: oh i saw that i saw that that was so
0: much fun to watch like it was (laughs) the amount of work that they did on the six minute clip of lord of the rings is insanely stupid because they did like the the sound effects they did the music of star wars they did all this stuff and it was so much fun to watch i was just like yes they need to have this
1: yeah no i i it's i Again, again, I marvel at some people's creativity and what they can do at right. such a well, minimum they, amount they, of time. You know, they love
0: these movies. I mean, yeah. that guy that did that movie, you know, he he loves Lord of the Rings just as much as he loves uh, Star Wars. You know, it's right. It's just him having fun and it, making that fan movie.
1: Exa- exactly, exactly. And uh, you know, uh, this is this is why we're in the business we're in, and we could take one little little story idea or a little product and manipulate it into something just completely different I, I just I yeah. love it take a story and well, make it better and
0: and that's I think some of the positive things that can come out of what is going on in, in the current world I mean there's a yep. lot that's not so not so good but right. you know but you know you make the best of what we got and I think what's cool is like we even just launched with the Central Coast Film Society um, David Hardberger who is on the show uh, on the podcast earlier he's actually reached out and he's like hey yeah if people want to submit um, short films you know f- short film scripts you know 20 yep. pages or less send them to me and i'll yep. i'll peer review them and i'll check them and and give them that once over and and i think that's amazing i think we should all be sitting down and writing a little bit here and there you know especially when we're at home and we've got maybe some more extra time on our hands you know <laughs>
1: yeah no that's such a great and it's such a great opportunity that you know, I think this is a overall. This time is a big reset for a lot of people, you yeah. know. And you know, one, getting back to your roots as a person. Two, just getting creative again. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, you have a four walls. Everybody has to be in a room. You know, you don't have to. You have kids, or you're not you know, supposed a to break the four mem- <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and uh, but you ha- you have to figure out how to open up your mind to do things and and challenge yourself and 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 doing something new. And why not? you know, I love, I love the, the family you saw probably saw on, on social media, the family that recreated Pirates of the Caribbean at their house. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like brilliant. Okay. I mean, what's happening is, is people are being amazing people again. They're not stuck in their, their, their two hour commutes to traffic. They're, right. they're not stuck in, you know, wasting time. They have, they have all the time in the world right now. And and what would you do if you had all the time in the world? I'd create Pirates of the Caribbean at my house. Sure. You know, I play with my kids. I'd, watch new movies that I've never seen before. You're like investing in themselves and maybe even a story, you know, try some stories, write some, you know, journal right now. I mean, yeah. there's so much opportunity. YouTube is, is like an, uh, just a platform for new content. And we always see that. And I was talking to one of the executives at Sony pictures one time, they have departments that are, literally dedicated to looking through social media and looking through content on youtube to find the next story and so for those storytellers that are out there the are young that are in students like how do i get my stuff out there use the the mediums that are out there youtube because if you get enough people that like it there's going to be somebody that comes knocks on your digital door and says hey would you like to uh, uh, make more of these or would you like to i'd like to know more about where you're going or what kind of story is this? I mean, we have so much at our fingertips. I think sometimes we're in and, and this day and age where like I have to wait for the opportunity to come to me. No, you can actually open the door yourself and well, walk right through it and well, make I, something. Yeah, and, and that's that, awesome.
0: That's a great point, and I think that's something where you know we we I think as humans are generally well in this day and age we're we're consumers. You know, we right. we want to take in as much as we can, but where you are, because you're, you're Mr. Producer, you want to kick into that producing gear. This is where you make that step where you, you get up and you actually go make something and then you show the world what you've made. And, uh, I mean, this might be bad timing to say it'll go viral. Um, but it could, you know, it doesn't, it, you never know, you You never, never know. know. You just gotta, you know, put the lead in the air and, uh, something, something could hit and hit a bullseye.
1: Absolutely. And that's what, again, we're the, the pulse of the nation right now, the pulse of the world, you know, it's, it's, everybody's looking for opportunity, everybody's looking for the next thing yeah. and looking for And comfort. everybody's online looking.
0: looking right now. So yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got
1: an audience right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those old films, these films that were made that were probably 20, 30 years ago are now being watched again because we have, we know everybody's looking, everybody's looking for something to put a smile to their face. And why not entertainment? Why not movies? You know, uh, one of my buddies mentioned to me, hey, Chris, do you think that the, or I asked him, hey, Mark, do you think that the entertainment industry would ever just like go away? He's like, no, never. Why? Because people need it. People need the entertainment. People need movies. People need television. People need sources of joy and entertainment is that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that's actually, that's a good segue into some news that I, I had seen, um, was that AMC may actually not recover. The the movie theater chain may not recover from that. everything that's going on. I mean, what, what's your pulse on everything going on? You're, you're much closer to the Hollywood industry than I am. Um, so yeah. tell me what's going on.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I saw that article I'm actually, you know, AMC, you know, not, you know, they, they need, they need movies. I mean, they, they, uh, they need concessions. They need their doors open. they, AMC, I believe, was running in uh, some debt for some, a while, and uh, this might cause them to shut their doors. Um, you know what? In the, in the state of the industry right now, everything is off. You know, Everything's yeah. turned off. Everybody's, uh, I wouldn't say worried, but I would say everybody's concerned and uh, holding off and just waiting right now. There's a lot of murmurs in terms of uh, projects that are wanting to go. And, uh, I know that like, I have a project that's gonna, that's trying to push to go, um, when we get back from this, but there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussions of like, when do we go, you know, and there's yeah. cancellations still happening. There's, there's, there's this programs that are being pushed or canceled. We saw these in movies. We have ghostbusters, you know, Gone till Ugh, 2021. Don't we even, have, yeah, I know. M- you know, Morbius, we have gone till 2021. Oh, so there's, a whole, there's a pushed, whole slate of movies yeah. that
0: are being pushed to 2021. Um, I'm right. actually looking at it right now. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, the the Mortal Kombat movies, uh, yep. Fast and the Furious, Doctor Strange, uh, Matrix. Um, yep. There's, uh, let me see what else there is. There's John Wick 4, Jurassic yep. World, the new Jurassic yep. World movie that's coming out um and and i mean and and the batman the reboot batman with robert pattinson yeah um i mean it it, it's sad um well and of course indiana jones 5 got pushed back to like 2022 so i i don't know what's going to happen with that one Um, they need to take their time on that one (laughs) well is that because he's old and he's going to move pretty slow or is that oh in Uh, spider-man 3 yeah yep uh space jam 2 um i mean there's all kinds of oh and mission impossible they because i mean some of these movies were actually they were in production during this whole outbreak yep and they they just had to close their doors and say nope we we can't come back until you know we're all all good and ready but we don't know when that is you know yeah, we, so we don't
1: know when that is and you think about the you know i was i was uh talking with a friend of mine and we were just saying like, what happens to the oscars you know what i'm saying yeah, like so yeah. if these movies don't Come out, not these specifically, but there's other movies that were meant to come out, and there's no distribution or no uh, exhibition location to watch these. I mean, and and this continues. You know what happens to the Academy Awards in 2021? You know, like it's going to be a lot you know, of
0: independent films.
1: <laughs> it'll be a lot of independent <laughs> films. I mean, but it would look different. You yeah. know, it's going to, you know, look no matter what. I think it's going to look different. But but right now, in terms of the state of the industry, everybody's just on pause and waiting. The projects are there everybody's ready to go so do you but there's
0: do you think 2021 is going to be then uh the, just this overload of movies like yes. you know
1: yeah it's it's
0: just it's a backlog of everything that we've been waiting for
1: yeah i think you're gonna re- i think people might remove some of the fluffer films that are just kind of come out just to because it's been on the shelves for a little bit and you maybe like there their- <laughs> yeah right
0: I, you know what? I take that back. I did go see the hunt, uh, the, the night before they closed the theater. I was the only one in the theater, and I went. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, that was that was. I'm I'm regretting my choice to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, and that was actually something I had thought about when I was watching this movie. Go, you know, when when everything's reopened again, um, you know, and we don't know what movies have been pushed out. Wh- what's going to be in the theaters? what movies are people going to actually be able to go see? Is it going to be, is this going to be the first time ever we'll have reruns in the movie theater? Like, right.
1: you know, I, I guess. Yeah, it... and, and will there be movie theaters? I mean, yeah. if you think about it, I know things are different, but uh, as much as the, everything is okay. Everybody can go back to normal. I think there's going to be some trepidation happening with people just kind of, you know, what I'm comfortable oh, in yeah. my space let me just—we'll uh, do that over time. And 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 theaters can't—they need—they need full. They're going to need yeah. full attendance in their theaters you, to make it. You know, I, to rebound. I actually,
0: I am of the belief though that the theaters are going to be fine because absolutely, I, absolutely. I think that um, there's also it, it goes back to like when when we're as humans, we're standing around a fire telling stories to yeah. each other. We need that social interaction, even if we're just sitting in a dark room looking at light on a wall. Right. We are we need to be next to other people we need to be able to you know when you're watching Star Wars and the Millennium Falcon zooms by for the first time and everybody cheers I mean it just right. it, it gives you that adrenaline punch that you you don't get from sitting on your couch in your jammies watching the same thing you know it's it's not the same definitely not right. so I, I think movies are going to get bigger um, for that reason as well so I, it, it's a horrible time it's a horrible time for the industry for everybody working in it. But I, I think in the long run, it it's actually, it's, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah. we're, we're going to sharpen our minds. We're going to sharpen our creativity. um We're going to survive it. And I think we're just going to come out better on the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and again, yeah, it's, we're just going to come out, like you said, we're going to come out way better on the other side. And one thing I want to plug real quick though, just in, in like you're saying, just what, what is the entertainment industry doing? I know there is a, um what, what, uh, what they call is a COVID-19 entertainment industry response team. So what they're doing is, we entertainment industry has a skill set of a lot of, uh, you know, from the logistics side, grips, you know, electricians, uh, just building infrastructure. That's building this, building that. It's kind of quite amazing. Obviously, again, what you see on the on the movies and what you see in television. There is infrastructure behind it, and yeah. there is uh, what's happened is, and what's happening now is there is a team and teams being formulated to actually help and support COVID nineteen and 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 helping people and communities. So, so instead of building sets, they're building uh, uh, buildings. They're building like these temporary structures where you know if they have, if they if if anyone needs support or if they need. Uh, supplies, or if they need uh, whatever kind of government support, they're actually building these places so that when when people that might be have contracted the virus can actually drive through to these locations, supported by the government, and actually get you know a treatment, or they get uh, whenever vaccines come out, whenever you know that kind of stuff. So it's what's really cool is the entertainment industry, get very creative, has decided to bend you know continues to bend and be creative how to how to continue to support its uh, consumer, if you want to say mm-hmm. it like that. And, uh, and now they're supporting the consumer just by supporting them in health and, and, and just making sure that the community that has supported them for so long is supported and so, That's so cool. um it's really cool i'll actually i'll, I'll share that on our central yeah Coast. yeah send um, we, we can put the link up site. on
0: our our notes as well so on, yeah. the, on the podcast notes for sure so you can just look down below and click that link
1: absolutely absolutely but yeah you know so the entertainment industry you know it's it's there you know again and, and right now it, it might be looking more so in the world of. Uh, youtube and disney plus and you know we see movies now being directly shown on disney plus like onward oh yeah I know less that, than a uh, month of
0: it being out in theaters it, it showed it, up on on streaming services
1: yeah sonic the hedgehog is now like on amazon prime video yep. i think it's for like 24 dollars or something like that which is still the price of like what two movie tickets but i mean there's there's yeah. creativity behind of how to still get these stories shown and um, and I know that the, the industry is just going to probably take further and further steps as we get along because well, we're consuming.
0: It, well, yeah, exactly. And this is all uncharted waters for everybody. I'm, so we're mm-hmm. we're writing writing the rule book as we go along here. Right. So. All right. Well, Chris, I think that's uh, that about wraps it up for us. Unless there's something you want to chat about.
1: Yeah, no, I just I uh, just want to say thank you for the opportunity and uh it was, you know, just opportunity to chat about the inter- industry and um, you know, just keep the industry in prayer and uh, you Absolutely, know, and just yeah. keep everyone in prayer and we're going to all get through this because uh that's what we do as people. We that's get right. we we get through it. Yeah,
0: and we get through it together
1: together. That's right. Yeah. All
0: right. right. Well, Chris, well, thank you. And thank you for all you do for the Central Coast Film Society. A lot of you guys probably don't know, but my, my board of directors are, are hard workers. They really uh, try to keep me in line. That's for sure. Um, so thank you, Chris, for for everything that you're doing for, uh, for our society.
1: Of course. Anytime.
0: All right. Thanks, Chris. Take care, Dan. No right before we close out here i just again want to say thank you to chris for stopping by and chatting with us uh all of our central coast film society events are currently on uh hiatus while we are waiting for this to blow over um so keep a keep a sharp eye out on our social medias uh our our website um sign up for our newsletter you'll get all that info as well but of course the most important and most efficient way to get any top news is to subscribe subscribe to this podcast right here and you will be able to hear us right away on uh, apple podcasts uh, they'll alert you as soon as we get every new show up and running um we're also available on spotify and anywhere else you can find us so we have links everywhere so listen 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 tell your friends hopefully you're uh, being entertained and uh being informed as well there's a lot of really good information i think that chris had with uh the resources and stuff like that um so he he definitely knows his stuff so thank you again chris And so with that, that is a wrap on this edition of Take 18. Again, this has been a production of the Central Coast Film Society. We are a 501c3 organization, and uh, right now we couldn't make this show or anything else that we do possible without generous support from uh, supporters like you, Um, just by simply listening to this uh, podcast, uh, just coming to our events whenever we have them. that that really helps, but of course, uh, everybody here is volunteer. We don't get paid for any of this. So, this is uh, right now. This is it's a critical time for nonprofit organizations, and of course, um, donations or uh, purchasing a membership is of course something that is is going to help um, us, and and we want to be able to do that so that we can help reach our audience and our goals and let them know uh, how much they mean to us and and we want to help inspire them to go out into hollywood and be those content creators um like like kind of what happened earlier with uh chris i am i'm so honored that he thinks that i'm the reason he got into filmmaking but no he got into filmmaking because he had the talent and the drive to do it and so we're all proud of him um so again uh thank you guys for following us um i i couldn't do it without you guys and uh, I just want to say thank you for listening all the way to the end it means a lot to me and so I hope you guys are uh, doing well be safe be healthy and uh, that's a take